Thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to catch our new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. For more of The Issue and access to our top bets and fantasy updates, then subscribe to The Issue Miked Up. Link is on our website, which can be found in the bio of our Instagram, which is at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter, which is just at the issue podcast. New subscription episodes come out every Friday. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Issue. You are now locked in and listening to The Issue. You look at this schedule. Find me the wins here. Find me the wins. You've got to be delusional if you think he's elite. Well, from what I'm seeing right now, he's a top 10 guy in this league, no doubt. Absolutely, I think they can be for a championship. I I don't even think that's a a debate I'm willing to, to have. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Saturday, December 18th. Another episode of The Issue. Luke, Tim here bright and early on a Saturday morning for you guys. I'm it's going to be a great up. one. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. It's going to be a good day. I actually got the pump I in. just thought. Write it down on your, your little plan over there, right? I'm ranting about TJ Watt at some point this this uh this episode. Miles Garrett gets bumped to a 99 overall in Madden. What's up with the disrespect here? What's up with the disrespect? It's uh, it's rather insane. TJ Watt never gets the recognition he should. Never. He, he, he's never gotten it his career. I'm going to dig a little deeper on that. Maybe ne- maybe next next uh, segment maybe, on that. Yeah, maybe. That, Before our predictions there. That would be maybe a good a last time. segment thing. we got a yeah. little bit of time. Maybe Throw it the, in. Maybe at the end of it, right? Throw it in. We're feeling amped up today. we got a lot, of t- uh, a lot to touch on. we got a lot of predictions to give you, our Sunday predictions. Uh, the race is, you know, tight. It's really hot. 7-6-1 for me. Tim is at 6-7-1. and one. Got another interesting tiebreaker where I could get absolutely burned again. I know. Um, on a on a on a spread that you're not a lot of games this week that you're like that's a toss-up there were a couple right you're looking at like baltimore and green bay and you're like yeah well then if lamar's not playing or even if lamar's not 100 percent healthy he's been in a little bit of a you know rut to begin with anyway before he even got hurt um then you're looking at like that washington game could have been a lot more competitive but they're down to what their third or fourth string quarterback now mm-hmm. they got a lot of covid you know opt-out not opt-outs but like uh you know, COVID protocol, like, injuries per se, right? I mean, tis the season. We're, like, halfway through or more than halfway through December now. Um, I guess is where you kind of would expect and, a spike, and, right? It's cold. Right, and it's cold. You're, you're seeing people out with the COVID stuff, but just also just wear and tear from the season, just nagging injuries that you yeah. have people sitting out with. You got groins all over the place because it's too cold. And, as much as we want to think that these, like, a lot of these athletes, not all of them are Tom Brady that sleep like 10 hours a night. Like, this is a grueling season. This is when you yeah. would expect, like, immune systems to be not, like, you're not you're not running at tip-top shape at week, what, 15 now in, in the NFL, right? Yeah, and you're around, like, 53 getting, other dudes in the locker people room. People are getting tired. Like, I could see it happening. Yeah. Um, kind of crazy right now in the league, but... Uh, the predictions are heating up, but uh, we also have our top, t- or we're doing our top 14. Top 14, right, so... So 14 teams now with the new format, which was introduced, what, last year? Was that last year was the first year of the seven teams? Yeah. Um, yeah, because, cause, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, so 
we're giving you our top 14, seven from each AFC, NFC, both get seven teams to go now. Mm-hmm. So I said, top 10 just doesn't do it justice anymore. It doesn't. Because there's some good teams. Like, there, there might be a division winner that's outside of our top 10. I, yeah, I think so. Which would also mean that there's not a division winner inside the top 10, right? There's a couple of them because there's only eight divisions. We have top 10, right? But we're giving you our 14. Going to be some surprises. Who the be- who's the best right now going right, like, into So basically into this is our Sunday. playoff picture, right? Yeah. This is our playoff picture. Going into this Sunday. Right, because we broke it down to where there's seven from the AFC, seven from the AFC. So it's kind of our top 14, but also kind of ranking right now who we think the top 14 like playoff teams would be. Um yeah, so, so we're gonna do that second segment anyway. Or no, uh, that's that's later in the first segment. Sorry, that's coming up in like ten-ish minutes, five, yeah, ten minutes, roughly. Um, I think we should probably just start with because we watched almost start to finish uh, that Thursday night football game. That was phenomenal. It was an intriguing game. There were a lot of points left on the board. A lot yeah, of points. So like what? What are your? So let's start with that, right? So the Chargers. I think I think three times goal line either so. Twice they turned it over on downs, and then once they fumbled on the goal line. I think they missed. They 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 passed up a forty-six yard field goal to go for it on fourth down. Missed that as well. So they're leaving. If you count the turnover, they left twelve points on the board. They missed in a, in total three fourth downs last night. Three fourth or, or downs. Not last night, yeah, yeah. Night, yeah, yeah. Three fourth downs. One turnover in the red zone. That's twelve points right there. They lost by six. Yeah. In overtime, that's twelve points. So now I do like, I like the the you know aggressive nature, right? That's been their identity all year, the the Chargers. And, and they stick to it and they ride it out. So I would much rather you stick to your identity than be all over the place. But I will say, prime time, that Chiefs defense is playing well. Like that that defense is playing well. I understand going for it the first time, maybe. Uh, maybe even the second time. I don't know, but. After seeing the fact that you haven't been able to punch it in from inside the five-yard line on four straight plays twice now, mm. I don't I like I don't like the the one passing up the forty-six yard. I don't like that because at that point they had already failed to get in, well once or twice, right? So you show no ability to move the football within the five-yard line, no ability whatsoever. I don't know. It that that Chiefs defense is tough. Prime time game. You know you're going against Patrick Mahomes. I get the idea, the thinking, right? That field goals aren't going to beat Patrick. Like you got to score touchdowns to beat Patrick Mahomes in that offense. But the thing is, if they would have kicked one of those field goals, it would have beat Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Exactly. Because it, it was tied. tied yeah, because it, it was tied going into the end of regulation. Now it's hard to say, like, because it would have completely changed the course of the game, right? Kicking field goals right. as opposed and to then, going for it. Then you right? look at it like Andy Reid wouldn't be as aggressive on his fourth down attempts either, because then it. he would be kicking field goals as well. I, I would assume so, to to go for points. Yeah, it's hard to play that game like, oh, you know, just just straight up add twelve points because it would have changed the trajectory of the football game. A hundred percent, it would have. But, but I, I think they did leave a lot of points on the board that I, I if they would. I mean, 12 points is a lot of points. I think going into like a primetime game like that at home against a defense that's playing really good football. The past five to six weeks, they're averaging, they're letting up less than 10 points a game. Yeah. I think it was like 9.7 points a game in their last six games. Like, I just, that defense is playing really well. I don't think you are testing that three to four times no. on fourth down when you've shown no ability to move the football whatsoever when it comes to inside the 10-yard line. Yeah, show no ability whatsoever. I understand having the the confidence and faith in Herbert, but 
we were talking. This this aggravated us beyond belief. Nine nine times out of ten, when they were in those situations, like fourth down, tough third down, right, where you absolutely need it, they were running the football. I'm sorry, I'm putting my I'm putting the ball in Pat. Uh, I'm sorry, in, into Justin Herbert's hands. I'm rolling him out, giving him the option to throw or or run or pull it and run if he sees a hole. Yeah, turn him into a, when you're a when you're rolling out, stretch the field a little bit, right? Spread the field, get some lanes for him if he needs to run. Make I wouldn't have minded. I don't care if it's fourth and goal and you're at the two-yard line. I would not mind going completely empty, five wide. And why is he going under center so much as well? Like, drop him back in shotgun, let him read the defense, let him read the field. Because his line was not holding up most of the night. They were, they were really good. The line was great run blocking. They ran for almost 200 yards against the Chiefs. They were bulldozing. So I understand, I guess, oh, yeah, we'll run it down at the goal line. They were getting blown up at the goal line almost every single time they were trying to run down there. They need to make red zone offense a priority at practice this week. I, I would have had I would have had Herbert at least one. I didn't see this a singular time down on the goal line. I would have had an empty pick and stick where he just yeah. catches the ball in the shotgun, picks a guy, sticks it on him. That's it. It's it's basic. That's what they call it. They call it pick and stick football. And he has the targets to do it too. I mean, not he even, has the weapons. Not even once did they give Mike Williams, who's like six five, towers over every DB. Not once did they give him a fade opportunity. No. They didn't. And it, I, it, it I'm didn't. not even a fan of the fade. I usually hate fades. I'm like, that's your best play call. We're just going to give a 50-50 shot. Like, you're in the NFL. Just oh, you know, We'll just throw a 50-50, you know, prayer up there. I don't normally like fades. But at least once out of, like, the 12 plays you had on the goal line throughout the course of the game, could we give, could we give my boy Mike a shot? Could we give him a shot? He's five inches taller than the DB that's covering him. He's yeah. got great hands. You saw that back shoulder throw, like, 30 yards down the field from Herbert. Williams goes up and makes a play on the football. That's what he does. He high points the football. He's a great 50-50 ball catcher. Yep. Great, great upper grabs catcher. Not once did they give him an opportunity. They didn't. Um, I, I, I think you should have thrown Herbert more. I think so, too. I think one of the things that stood out to me and shocked me about the game, or not, not even shocked me, but just, you know, made me fascinated with the entire thing, was how great Justin Herbert was at keeping the play alive. Like the one when they were down in the red zone, the, the offensive line did not help at all. Yeah, he's, he was able to throw it away, at least, is the first one I'm talking about, where, where he's, he's stiff literally arms. stiff-arming a guy. To that was keep, late in the game, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, to keep, just to keep time alive so just, he could look downfield for a little bit longer, didn't find anybody, and got it away, didn't take the sack. Yeah. That is, that's a veteran move. That's impressive, too. That's physically impressive. That's it, a linebacker. It's, yeah, it's that, physically that impressive. A, but that is an NFL linebacker. That's one of the rookie of the year candidates. That's a great young linebacker for KC. I think Bolton's his last name. Yeah. Having a great season. Great young linebacker. Stiff arms him. And not only does he throw it away, out of the back of the end zone. The awareness on that. Throwing some, like that, that's a tough throw to make just to get it out of the back of the end zone. And then the touchdown he threw where he just totally broke that guy. Like, he was going to get sacked, gave him a little bit of a uh, stop, back let pedals. him over. Yeah, he let him overcommit a little bit and then just reaches back on a back pedal and delivers a rocket into the end zone. Touchdown. Yeah. It just throws a dart. I, I think that was what, to Guyton? Jalen Guyton caught that one. Um, who was more impressive to you from the quarterback position? Uh, who won the quarterback position last night, Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert? See, that's tough. I would say, I would say Mahomes slightly just because situationally – I don't know if it was the play calling or what, but I thought situationally Mahomes played better. When it counted, when he had to drive him down the field, which Herbert did this too, but look, at the end of the day, that drive by Mahomes in overtime was impressive. Oh, yeah. Like, he played really well to tie the game there at the end, 
and then to win it in overtime. Those were two. He had two to three really impressive drives at the end, right? So they go. He goes that one to Kelsey. So Kelsey breaks like a big play. That's not all on Mahomes, right? Got the ball away. Got the ball to Kelsey. Kelsey goes. That I mean, he did what he needed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Drives him down the field. Two-point conversion. They tied at 21, I believe, at the time. Yeah. And then Herbert goes down and scores. And then Mahomes answers and scores again. And then gets the ball in overtime and scores again. So it's like three straight drives of just sheer perfection almost from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Now, I understand that if Herbert would have got the ball, you could argue that Herbert would have had you know three out of four drives that were straight perfection as well. But I think at the end of the day, Mahomes did a little bit more, and that's why I think that's why they won. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at the box where here, Mahomes, 31 of 47, 410 yards, three touchdowns a pick, and uh, 106 passer rating. Herbert slightly worse, 22 for 38, uh, 236, two touchdowns, a pick, and an 83 QBR. I thought Herbert had more impressive physical plays, though, like where he himself as a an athlete made a more impressive play, though. You know what I mean? Like those two backpedaling throws that you're talking about, one throwing it away, one for the touchdown. Yeah. He had a couple runs where you're like, like – He's moving. Like, like, what do you do? He's 6'6". Six, six, 240. It's like a refrigerator running at you. And then and then you look up the next play and you're like, oh, he just ran 20 yards. You're just like, I mean, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Um, the way I thought you had that one play where he, he audibled out of a play into another one and it went for like a nine-yard run on that little toss play. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, so I, I would say Mahomes slightly because I thought those three drives when everybody knew he had to throw the whole world – even my grandmother would be like, oh, I mean, they're going to throw here, right? <laughs> she doesn't watch football. They'd be like, oh, they're going to throw, right? They need to throw. And three straight drives with the world knowing he's going to throw the football, almost pure dominance, right? Going into the fourth quarter, he had no touchdowns. Those three drives, touchdown, 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 he finished with three touchdowns. You look at the Bucks, where you're like, oh, he was ph- phenomenal. Well, he's pretty mediocre the first three quarters, but when it counted, he always shows up. But that's been Mahomes his entire career. Yeah. He, got, he got outplayed in the Super Bowl for three quarters by Jimmy Garoppolo. Fourth quarter, comes they, storming back. Twenty-one unanswered. How about that game with Deshaun Watson for the first half against uh, against Houston in that same playoffs? It was the opening round game. They're down twenty-four to what seven? Twenty-four nothing, something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but second half when it counts, Mahomes, it's just nothing. And he just comes back and says it's no problem. How about Tennessee when Tennessee's leading? Not a great first half, right? Comes back. That's that that scamper that he has when he rolls out to his left, right, fakes it, runs for like forty yards. That's that game. Brilliance in the second half. That's been Mahomes his entire career, though. I thought that I, th- I thought it was impressive. Yeah, um, kind of funny though. Just a little quick comparison. We talk about Mahomes being so great at coming from behind and and you know just leading the team back when when they're down. The, another quarterback in the AFC that really struggles to do that still, and and we still have a little question mark around that is Lamar Jackson. Lamar, yeah. Now, this year he has shown a little bit of an, a better ability to do it. He's done it a couple times, especially that Minnesota game was yeah. nuts. That was, like, one of the only – I mean, yeah, the only ones that stand out. Like, you think of Patrick Mahomes, you think of, like, three to four or five games where he just came storming back and just took it back. And those are on the biggest stage, too. And, and you think about other quarterbacks. Well, that's very Tom Brady, but who isn't that also? Like, it's not like Aaron Rodgers because when Aaron Rodgers gets down – Things tend to go off the rails. I mean, what about that opening week game when they lost thirty-eight to three to Jameis Winston and the Saints? Exactly. They're what five and seven, five and eight now. Yeah, yeah. No, I and I, and you can argue that Justin Herbert was the more talented quarterback from this last game, and you can argue that Aaron Rodgers is the more talented quarterback out of him and Tom Brady. Yeah. But Tom Brady, 
and Patrick win. Mahomes always come back from behind. Yeah. That's the difference between those two. I think I think Herbert's really young still too, though. Yeah. That that's a great experience for him. That game right there. I know it, it hurts now, but like next year, very plausible for him to win that game. I think so. Because I think he. I mean, is it weird to say that he's more talented than Mahomes? I don't know. I don't know, but it's certainly I think close. There, there's a lot of physical and raw talent I think there he's got that more he accuracy. has a lot of development to go. And as that development, like think about it, think about how much better Josh Allen has gotten in the past two, three years. I mean, he he's was, having a little bit of a down year right now, but Herbert, either way. And Herbert was already a more refined prospect than uh, Josh Allen was at the beginning, right? So Herbert's got a he's got a, a jump better start. start. He's, he's got, got a better a jump start on that development. Yeah. No, I think when you're looking at mechanically, I think Herbert's a better quarterback. Mahomes is kind of like a free freelancer, right? Like mm-hmm. not, that was a knock out of college. It's still kind of his knock. He's a little bit, he's not slop. I don't want to say sloppy because he's a really, really, really good quarterback. Plays it at such a high level. It's like an insult to call it sloppy. But he's kind of a freelancer. He kind of does his thing, right? That's why he's so good. He's really good at it. But technically speaking, Justin Herbert's got better footwork. I think he's a more accurate quarterback from the pocket, especially. Mm-hmm. I think he's a more accurate quarterback. But I think right now Mahomes has the experience edge, and that shows that experience is king right there. Like, I mean... Bill Belichick doesn't always have the most talented team, but, I mean, he's seen every single – look, that wind game, the, the the game against Buffalo in the in the Nor'easter, you could just tell Bill Bill was like, oh, he's been in, like, four of those already. Yeah. That, that's Sean McDermott's first game like that. Bill's been in, like – four is probably an understatement. He's probably been in, like, ten of those type of games where you're just like, oh, well, we'll just run the football 47 times today. You know what I mean? It's like that, that was just natural for, for Belichick. I think experience is so key. I thought that's what, what almost won Kansas City the game yesterday. I don't know. Situationally, no. they looked more comfortable with those fourth down stops, their defense bending, not breaking. It was impressive. Very true. All right, let's get into our top ten team or 14. top fourteen teams. Top fourteen. It keeps tripping me up. I, yeah. I forgot to switch the number on here. That's why I did a little cool little strike through on the on the zero and put a four. Kind of looks cool. I'm not oh, gonna lie. There you go. Um, okay, we always start at the bottom. That's. Makes sense, right? Yep. So we'll start the basement. 14. Let's start at 14. I'm going to go with Philadelphia. So in our top 10, we have six NFC teams. So in our next four, that would leave only one NFC team available to get into the playoffs. Yeah. We're looking at the, the schedules here. Minnesota's got a brutal schedule. Philadelphia's got Washington with no quarterback this week. And then they have the Giants at home. And then they have at Washington, and then they have Dallas. So they'll probably win the next two, and then they'll probably win one of either Washington or Dallas. Probably Washington. And, I mean, it wouldn't, like, floor me if they beat Dallas. I think it's at home. It wouldn't, like, it is at home. It wouldn't, like, shock me. Dallas, a dome team, is going to go to Philadelphia in, like, late December. No, that'd be early January. I mean, like, it wouldn't surprise me if Philly wins out. They run the football really well, which translates to cold weather. Jalen Hurts, although I don't think he's great, I think you do need to be able to throw the football a little bit. I think he throws it just well enough to complement their really good run game. At the end of the day, I might not like it, but he is productive. Like, every single game, they're scoring, like, almost almost 40 points. Like, you turn around, and you're like, oh, that's like a top-five offense statistically in almost every category outside of throwing. Like, when you're looking at total points, total yards, running, a, uh, like, rushing the football... They're like a top 10 offense, so it's like, it's tough. I don't know. I, I think they're the. I, I think when it's all said and done, when it shakes out to seven in each in each conference per se, I think they're the 14th best team. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's 
go 13. All right, about to go with Baltimore at 13. I just, I have no idea what Lamar's going to look like when he comes back from injury. He's rolled his ankle, and as a mobile quarterback, that's tough. Like, how are you, I, I don't want to say he relies on his running, but without his running, that's not the same quarterback. I mean, I'm going to have to see him prove that he can still move around, that he can still make people miss and do those type of things. Do I think... I don't think it'll all just be like a wash. Like he won't be able to do any of it anymore. No, he's gonna have some significant taping in the region. Yeah, um, and and I think he'll be okay, but not himself. And I don't know if that's gonna be enough, but I, I'd like to see it first. Yeah, but I feel like it's enough that's, to put Baltimore at thirteen. That's a team that could like ascend rather quickly. Like well, I could very well see them being better than like Tennessee. Well, right, because it's a team that has proved that they can play without Lamar. I mean, they came they they came back storming back against the Cleveland Browns, who are a loaded roster, by the way. Yeah. Look, I don't think Tyler Huntley's great, but he had like 100 QBR when he came in. With a backup quarterback. They came all the way back. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 look, the culture's great. John Harbaugh's a really, really good coach. And, and you factor in coaching, too, when you we talk to. about these type you of have things. To. But let's go with number 12. Let's go with Indianapolis. I think they're Baltimore, but a little bit better. Right now, right now, Carson Wentz is playing better football than Lamar Jackson, no matter how you slice it. He's like 25 touchdowns, four picks. You just don't think he's better just because his four picks, like two of them are pick sixes and bad ones, right? They're two. He's got like two bad pick sixes. So people are like, oh, Wentz is playing just like Carson Wentz. No, no, no. He's playing really, really good football. QBR of almost 100 pretty much every week. Um, and they run the football. I think Jonathan Taylor right now is better than anyone in in uh, the Ravens' backfield. Yeah. They play pretty decent defense. They don't they don't turn the ball over and they force turnovers. Um, they have one of the top turnover ratios or differentials. Um, in football, so I like Indianapolis at 12. Okay. Let's go with Buffalo at 11. Um, I just worry that they can't run the football. It's December, soon to be January, right, for a couple of their games, and they still can't run the ball. Um, They play in Buffalo, so it might not always be easy to just throw the ball down the field at, at will, right? I know you have Stephon Diggs. I know Josh Allen's got a strong arm. It's also Buffalo in January, so you can't run the football. That worries me. I think the only thing keeping them uh, in the top 14, I'm serious, they they have a still have a top five defense, and Josh Allen, to me, is still a top seven quarterback. But easily. Easily. I think you could argue probably top five. I mean, he has to do both for that team. I mean, right now, technically, he's fantasy quarterback too because I have him on my fantasy team. Whatever, it's fine. But, um, <laughs> no, like, he, he's just fine. Like, he, he's fine. Um, but I just worry that they can't run the football. Uh, all right, let's go to number 10. Let's go to Tennessee. This is a big shout-out to Mike Vrabel and the potential for Derrick Henry to come back. I think he'll be back somewhere around, like, week 17 or 18. They're actually seriously talking about it. Look, they're winning games without him. I, it's not pretty, but they're 9-4. and four. They're still leading their division. It would have been very easy for them to just, like, kind of roll over on the season. Still a very competitive team. Now, I don't think they're world burners like they were at the beginning of the year i'm like with derrick henry that's a top five team they're running right through your face they can get a pass rush so they're going to get up control the clock then when you get the ball they're coming at your face um so i think that'll still happen when derrick henry comes back and they've been able to stop the bleeding and kind of uh bail water right while derrick henry's out so i mean you got to give them credit they're nine and four they're still playing good football they're still getting wins it's the nfl if you're winning every week you know you're doing good yeah right tennessee at 10 all right let's go with the cowboys at nine what do you think you like the cowboys i do like the cowboys i like them in the top 10 um you know i think dak has cemented himself as a top 10 quarterback this year i don't don't think there's any argument there yeah um you know the the offense is 
they've always been good. They have the weapons. They're starting to rebuild the O-line. It's looking better than it did last year. The defense is much improved. Oh, they the fixed the secondary. Yeah. So, I mean, they filled a lot of the holes they need to, and I think Dak would be the guy to win a Super Bowl there. I just think they're about two to three years out of that bubble. I do like them at nine. Um, I think they're a very competitive playoff team, possibly more of a dark horse this year. Yeah. Um, but I think next year and the year after is where they're going to have their pop be more up around five six come mid December. Right. Um, but no, you know. I, I, I like the Cowboys at nine. They're off to go through a little bit of like a rough patch right now per se, but their defense is still really good. Dak is you know still a pretty good athlete, not a great thrower of the ball, and not like. Not like a Herbert. Like it doesn't look real easy for him, but he's got the weapons. If he can just get the ball to them, if Tony Pollard can get healthy, they'll be just fine. Yeah. All right, but let's go with uh, eight. Let's go with the Chargers. Like, yeah, the Chargers lost. They were at nine in our last one, and they lost. And I do think they're now the eighth best team, even after a loss. Mm-hmm. Look, at the end of the day, some of those fourth down plays, those are coin flip plays. Like the one Daniel Sorensen comes rushing and makes a great play, bats the ball down. Nine times out of ten, that's a touchdown, and we're, we're having a completely different conversation right now. I still think Justin Herbert's a top five quarterback this year. I really like Brandon Staley, the coach. Yeah, so a couple of the fourth down plays didn't go their way. I would have kicked the field goals, but that's their identity. They stick to it. They ran the football well yesterday. That's encouraging to see. Their defense situationally had some good moments. I don't like that Derwin James can't stay on the field, but defensive head coach, they'll, he'll scheme up some enough stops, right? I think they're a candidate to run the table in the AFC. Dark horse candidate. Nonetheless, but I, I they're they're a good football team. I think even even losing, they're good. They're a good team. Yeah. All right, number uh, seven, San Fran. This might be an unpopular opinion, but the way they're running the football, the way they're playing defense, that's a team I wouldn't want to play right now. No, that is a scary football team to me. Yep. You uh, you could argue the Chargers and the Cowboys are more talented football teams. I'd argue in December, San Francisco is a more viable team to win tight football games. They have the experience, unlike the Chargers. Um, they have a better offensive line. They they have like four backs that at any moment could run the football for 100 yards. Kyle Shanahan's a genius head coach. Jimmy Garoppolo's got a QBR of almost 100 in his last five games. The defense is getting after the quarterback. Nick Bose is playing great football. I don't know if the secondary's a little weak. I think that's their weakness, but... At the end of the day, in December and January, they're running the football. They're winning tight football games. They have the experience. I'm a lot more high on San Fran than a lot of other people. We said this. Where are our predictions? They're right here. We, had them, we had them up. With- hey, right here. We have San Fran at 11-6. and six. I mean, that, that might be a little bit high. They're going to be around 10-7. and seven. That's a good football team, though. That's a good football team. I'm sorry. They're able to run the football. They play defense. Jimmy Garoppolo is a competent quarterback. I trust him late in games. Oh, my God. Kyle Shanahan is a mastermind. George Kittle's back and playing better than ever. Brandon Ayuk's playing well. Debo Samuel is the most unstoppable wide receiver right now in football, you could argue. He runs the football. He he, I, he does everything. They're just a very physical football team. Uh, I like you San Fran You don't want to play a physical football team come December, come January. I mean, those are... Those are cold winter months. You're going up into some bad weather, and you're having to play a team that's going to come out and smack you in the mouth from the beginning and just that's, keep you on your back. I think they'd be no fun to play. No. Just like Philly, I think you, that's I think that's part of the reason I have Philly at 14. They would be no fun to play. They're just a hard football no team. No fun to play. The, the front seven is physical. They are mean. They got Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. That's a physical front seven. Um... And then on offense, they're going to run right at you. That Both of those teams would be no fun to play right now. No. 
All right, let's go with the Cardinals at six. Um, I just worry that the two best teams they've played have both been at home and both been riddled with injuries, and they've still lost to them at home. That worries me. Yep. But at the end of the day, they did go to SoFi, though, and beat the Rams. Um, and uh, Kyler Murray's still uh, barely human. I don't even know if that's, if that's the right term. He's still a freak of nature on the football field, does things that no other quarterback can do, makes throws that no other quarterback can. They're still loaded with talent on offense. Yeah, so you can lock down D-Hop, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, but then, oh, ooh, how about Zach Ertz? Like, what do you do? Yeah. James Conner out of the backfield. Um, Who's been very good for me. them. It worries me because late in the year, the past couple years, they've been good, 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 and then kind of fizzle out at the end. Yeah. So that's why they're at six. And that they they've lost to the two best opponents at home doesn't sit well with me. But I still think they're a very very viable. They're a Super Bowl contender right now. I still think at six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. I, I think Kyler it gives you that X factor. It gives you that edge that nobody else in the league has, and really nobody in the league has an answer for at this point. Because at any given time, he could go for 300 yards passing, 100 yards rushing, and four touchdowns. It's yeah. like, what do you? How do you defend him? You don't. Especially situationally, third down, you got to have a spy on him. Yeah. If you have a spy, pull someone out of coverage, boom, he, he's going over the top. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Into the top five now with the let's Rams. Go with the, let's go with the Rams. Yeah, they're loaded with talent. OBJ seems to work. I like Van Jefferson a lot. Have him on a fantasy team, by the way. Uh, Matt Stafford is starting to look comfortable, right? Like Tom Brady last year took him till like around this time, maybe a little bit sooner. But um, like new quarterbacks, I don't expect them to walk in and be perfect, right? They had a little bit of a rough patch there. Teams kind of adjusted to him. Now they're comfortable. They're making their adjustments. McVay and Stafford are. Uh, the offensive line's playing really good football. The defense is humming. Even without Jalen Ramsey, the defense had a great day against Arizona, which is tough to do against the Cardinals. Aaron Donald's still a freak of nature. I love the Rams. Yeah. No, the, yeah, the, the Rams are playing great football. The, the, all see. around, they're stacked. They're yeah. loaded up. They, uh, going out and getting getting Stafford was the best thing they could have done because that was the team that was a quarterback away. They literally had everything. Yeah. They had everything except for the quarterback. No, I agree. And I think the only reason they're not higher is because they haven't been as consistent as I would have liked. But I think going forward, you could see them going to tear. I, I think they're still gelling. Think about how many new players came into that city like that. I mean, that locker room needs time to uh, develop, uh, adjust to each other, adapt, learn how they play so that, like, you know, they start to develop that chemistry playing together. I think they're going to be just fine. It's just going to take a little time. They lost two guys in their secondary. They lost a pass rusher. Like I said, two guys in their secondary, a pass rusher, a linebacker. You're obviously getting a new quarterback. They got a new offensive line, uh, one one or two new offensive linemen. Um, you, now you're bringing OBJ in, right? Van Jefferson's playing Von a little Miller. bit more. Vaughn Miller comes. So, it's, yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time. I think they're just starting to kind of hit the – hit the peak right they're 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 kind of getting to the point where they're playing their best football at the best time right, let's go with the patriots at four um this is a bill belichick factor right here that's the only reason they're at four i think they've been more consistent than the rams and i think right now i think the patriots will beat the rams right now today because i think it's tough to say because they're in different divisions so you don't even know who would have like the home field i think right now technically the patriots would um, but that doesn't matter because if they were to meet, it'd be in a Super Bowl, right? And they get a neutral site. I'll take Bill Belichick in that defense all day, all day. Um, the way they play defense, it's very confusing for quarterbacks. A quarterback in a fairly new system, right? Stafford, although he's had a whole year, I get it. Still a new system. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I, I really we might be we might be a little bit too high on him, but at the end of the day, Mac Jones is making the requisite throws. They just ran the football forty six times. Against the 
against the league's best defense, basically. And they're they're playing some of the best football right now that, that you watch. And the coaching is some of the best coaching in the league. And that is such a big factor when it comes into making this list. I mean, go through the top five. I mean, we're not going to spoil the top of the list right now, but go through the last five we did. I mean, you look at Belichick, McVay. Kingsbury, who's up for coach of the year. Kingsbury. Shanahan. Shanahan. Brandon Staley, Brandon who Staley. I could argue coach of the year as well. Those teams right there are loaded. Their Staley's coaches, probably the best rookie coach. Their coaches are masterminds. Bill Belichick is one of the best in the game. Yeah. I don't think it matters what quarterback he has. I think he could go get anybody. Yeah. I, I mean, Mac Jones is playing great, and he's making the throws that he needs to, but no, Belichick not... schemes his way to victories. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think going forward, especially... When you're looking towards the playoffs, everything becomes very situational. And in a one-game scenario, who are you going to take? Bill Belichick or, you know, somebody else? Nine Bill. times out of ten, you're taking Bill. You're taking Bill. Yeah. Right, let's go to number three. Let's go with the Chiefs. Because um, I think the only guy that would even give Bill an issue would be Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. I think Andy Reid's the second-best coach in football right now. Um, you could argue Arians or LaFleur, who will get to them. But especially when you combine Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes, they kind of found the rhythm a little bit last night. They're running the football a little bit better, I guess. Not great. Not as good as I'd like it. Um, Travis Kelsey looks like he is back and better than ever. Tyreek Hill had a great game last night. Kelsey had his career high in receiving yards last night. Is the offense back? I don't know, but the defense is also playing really, really good football. Um, I like the Chiefs. I mean, are we too high on them? Maybe. Maybe. But at the end of the day, you're going to ask me, hey, is Patrick Mahomes in a one-game scenario going to win? I mean, statistically, like nine times out of ten, yeah. You know what I mean? Unless so he's playing Tom Brady. Yeah, so I'll go I'll go with the Chiefs at three. That seems right to me. All right, top two. I kind of spoiled a little bit there, but we'll kind of spoiled it a little bit. But let's go with uh, the Packers at two. Um, I worry a little bit, like as we said, with the injuries. They've just been injury-riddled uh, all, all year. But the good news is Aaron Rodgers is a freak of nature. Um, probably the most talented quarterback in the league right now. I mean, he makes throws nobody else can. Yeah. He's the most accurate pinpoint passer in the game right now. The defense is playing well. They're getting healthier. Um, the offensive line just continues to pump out really, really good offensive linemen. They're down to like a third-string guy, and he looks like a pro bowler. I don't know how to explain it. Um, they run the football well. They have two really good backs. Devontae Adams is a freak. The, the, they, right now, if I was going to pick a Super Bowl favorite, I'm going to pick the Packers, but that does not mean they're the best team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think once they get healthy, they're going to be better than the Bucks. Which brings us to the number one team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady. Um, yeah, that's about all I'm going to say about them. Tom Brady, weapons, decent defense, good coach. That's about all there is to say about them. Defending champions, like wh- I mean, they they haven't played themselves out of the number one role. I don't think they so. really haven't lost anybody from the championship team. So Leonard Fournette's a top three back in football right now. So I mean, they can run the football, they can throw the football, they can win by defense. They yeah. can scheme to wins. Bruce Arians is a good coach. Todd Bowles is a phenomenal coordinator. Byron Leftwich is probably going to go get a head coaching job. They have three head coaches. The two coordinators are both head coach, quality coaches. Yeah. And Bruce Arians. Oh, and by the way, you have a head coach playing quarterback too. Yep. Um, Devin White's a really, really good middle linebacker. I love Devin White. I think he's the best linebacker in football. Uh, the Bucks anyway, are, Bucks the Bucks are so one. good. Yeah. Um, and see, that's the thing. You know, you come. You're not going to get this from other sports shows. You're not going to get a top 14. You're going to get a top 10. You're going to get a top 10, and, and that's leaving a lot of good content out. That's leaving a lot of good information out. It's leaving four really good football teams out. Philadelphia, Baltimore, Indianapolis, Buffalo, and then we're going Tennessee, Dallas, the LA Chargers, San Francisco, 
Arizona up to six. You got the Rams at five, Patriots at four, Chiefs at three, Packers at one, and the or I'm sorry, Packers at two, and the Buccaneers at one. And that rounds out our top fourteen. And that's why you should only listen, listen to, to this show. Yep. Only listen to us. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks. We will be back. Segment two coming next. Hey guys, Tim from the issue. Came to talk to you guys about a great opportunity with Phoenix, especially for around the holidays. They've got a little bit of everything for everybody on your list. You just want to be healthy? They have green supplements. They have super reds. They have fish oil. Anything that you might need to stay healthy and happy during the holiday season. If you got a gym rat on your list, go get some pre-workout, some intra-workout. Go get some post-workout basic whey protein powder. And whenever you check out, make sure you use the code TJ2021. Your 2021 TJ2021 for 15% off of your purchase. Oh, what is up? Second segment, the issue. Saturday, early morning Saturday. Let's check it out. Got a little sun peeking up there. That's nice. That's a nice look out there. It looks yeah. good. Um, looks what solid. is it? It's like December, so if the sun's out, I'm happy. We were able um, to, you know, get some stuff done this morning. We were productive. It was a productive then, morning, and uh, it's almost it. relaxing to sit down and just just kick the can about sports. It's a good time. Absolutely. Um, if you haven't already, go subscribe to the issue mic'd up real quick. Um, you know, three ninety nine a month. Hit on your bets. Um, other than that, we got some pretty big show news that will continue to come out we have probably next week or within the next one to two weeks a, a lot of good stuff to roll out yeah um but what i want to roll out right now is the idea that madden sucks yeah miles garrett's a 99 overall now tj watts still a 94 what's that all about huh what i mean tj watts unblockable he's unblockable unblockable and the way that he impacts games, he single-handedly has won three games already this year. Miles Garrett maybe won. So we're, we're all like, oh, six sacks in a game. Miles Garrett is phenomenal. Against the, with the Bears? Against the Bears. The Bears suck. I'll, I'll let you into a secret right now. The Bears are a bottom five team in the league right now as we stand. With a horrible offensive line. Horrendous offensive line. Absolutely, utterly horrific. A coach that's going to get fired here in about, what, 20 minutes? Um... Justin Fields is a quarterback who, very talented, haven't seen a lick of hope yet. Very talented, right? You can see the talent. Do I see any little bit of progress? Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. That team sucks. They're horrendous. And we're like crowning Miles Garrett the most unblockable, the, the, the best thing since Lawrence Taylor. He's a fine player. He's a, good, he's a really, really good player. Probably a top three edge rusher right now. But you know he's not? He's not a top one edge rusher. Because T.J. Watt, on a per-game basis, is significantly more disruptive. Per game, he has more quarterback hits, uh, more tackles for loss, more tackles, more sacks, more forced fumbles, more fumble recoveries. He changes the game on a game-by-game basis more than Miles Garrett does. The turnovers are, what, are what's, what's there for me. More forced fumbles. He's got four forced fumbles. Garrett's got one. He's got two fumble recoveries. Garrett's got zero. The sacks are unbelievable. The tackles for loss are plentiful. 
I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. He's faster than Garrett. He's not as strong, but he will go right through your face. I don't think it's as big of a gap as you might think in strength. Like they're they're I, I, I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. I think TJ Watt is the best player in football on the defensive side of the ball today. No, I agree. Um I don't see how you could argue anybody else. Uh, he's way more impactful. He he comes up with like we always talk about. I always say it on here. Clutch sacks. The timing of your sacks matter. The timing of your tackles for loss matter. When you can get into the backfield on the third and seven and knock a team out of field goal range and give your offense another shot. Or or when you can force a fumble and create a turnover late in the third. Here's a thing. Here's a here's a thought as well. There's games where where Miles Garrett is completely he completely dissolves. There's games where you don't even hear his name called. You're like, oh, I, yeah, they just they just blocked him really. There you can't go a drive without hearing T.J. Watt. Can't do it. Can't do it. There are entire games and entire quarters has games where Miles Garrett is a complete non-factor, not even close. But yeah, then he'll explode for six sacks against. Yeah, Chicago. He should. He should. There's nobody on Chicago that's even close talent-wise to be able to block Miles Garrett. Not even close. Even on double teams on Chicago. But then he'll go up against, like, I don't know, the Ravens and completely dissolve. Complete, you're like, is he even on? Is he even dressing today? Is he on the field? T.J. Watt, you can't go drive without hearing his name. Yeah, Miles, He's in the backfield every drive. Miles Garrett gets shut down by aging Alejandro Villanueva from the Ravens, but... Goes and gets his sacks against teams like the Jets and the Jags. I just I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. I think I think if uh, the disrespect continues for T.J. Watt, he should have got it last year. He led in every statistical category over Aaron Donald. Yet Aaron Donald still got it. If he doesn't get it this year, I'm going on strike. I'm going on. We're going on an NFL strike. We're going to become a strictly badminton podcast <laughs> if T.J. Watt doesn't get the Defensive Player of the Year this year, and if he doesn't get bumped up to a 99. Because he's way better than Miles Garrett, and Miles Garrett's a 99. All right, that's about all I have to say about that. Should we get into our predictions? Yeah, let's go. Uh, Sunday week, what is it? 15 yeah, predictions so, for the NFL. Yes, we already predicted the ones for later today. We have Cleveland uh, hosts Vegas at 4.30 today. Obviously, I'll be watching that. And uh, then Indianapolis hosts New England today. That is at ooh, 8.30. That's an 8.30, so that'll be the prime time. It'll be the nightcap for, uh, for myself tonight. Um, so we already predicted those. We both have Cleveland and New England winning those games. Should be pretty close for both, even though Cleveland's starting Nick Mullins, I believe. They're down to their third-string guy. Or rolling. I still think that defensively, look, this is a perfect team for Miles Garrett to get his six completely empty sacks against because it's going to be, like, not a non-factor because uh, the offensive line of LA su- or uh, Las Vegas sucks. All right, let's go with, uh, okay, so Dallas and uh, I think they have the Giants. Sorry, I forgot to pull up the games here. Okay. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, okay. So Dallas goes to New York to play the Giants. We both have Dallas. Dallas is favored by 10.5 points. What does New York do well? Ask yourself right now what New York does well. Not much. Quarterback's not good. Head coach is good, but he's supposed to be a defensive head coach, and they kind of got lit up by Herbert last week. And what, do they run the football? It's like, well, no, Saquon's not really healthy, and their offensive line's bad. So, like, what, what, what do they do well? Where do they have an edge against Dallas? I don't see one. I'll take Dallas. Yeah. Let's go Carolina at Buffalo. Um, 
once again, ask yourself, who is, who's going to start a quarterback for Carolina, and is he going to be effective? Answer for the past eight weeks has been no. Yeah. Um, but then you flip it, who's starting a quarterback for Buffalo? Oh, that would be right, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, right, yeah, yeah. And I don't think it's supposed to be a complete nor'easter blizzard um, in Buffalo this weekend, so should be decent conditions for— Fingers crossed. Right, fingers crossed. So I—, I even without it, I still think Buffalo is a better team. I think they need to run Josh Allen more. Yeah. Third and four, I want Josh Allen running the football. And one takeaway we can have from last week is you can never trust Lake Erie to make it miserable. That's true. To not make it or miserable. Or to, yeah, to like, yeah, you can't trust Lake Erie. If to not make it miserable. Right. Um, and how about let's go Arizona at Detroit. Um... Arizona, okay, next game. Uh, Detroit's horrific. <laughs> yeah. Jared Goff is what one twenty-four and one or one twenty-three and one without Sean McVay. He's still a bad quarterback, right? And now going up against one of the more, you know, one of the powerhouses of the NFL at this point. We have him at what? what six. Six. Yeah, six. Yeah, it, it's not going to go well yeah, for no. Detroit. I think I think Kyler Carvstrom. There's a massive. You don't see a lot of big massive talent gaps in the NFL. This is one of them. This is a big this one. Is, this is one of them. There's just They don't have the guys in Detroit to match up with Arizona. No. I'm about to go with Washington at Philadelphia. This is an interesting one. If Washington is starting Heineke or even Kyle Allen, this is this is a this is a tough game to pick. But I think because they're going to start, I don't even know. I really don't even know they're going to start a quarterback. And to be honest with you, I don't even think it matters. Whoever they do choose to start isn't going to be against that front seven. Uh, Philadelphia's got a really, really physical front seven. They're a physical football team. They do. I'll go with Philadelphia. They're at home as well. I'm going to go Philly. I think, I think Jalen Hurts, I don't like him, but he's wildly productive. So Against a, a backup quarterback in a, in a very big division rival game. On um, the road. On the road, yeah. I'll, I'll take Philadelphia. Um, I, I don't particularly love Jalen Hurts, but I do think he has enough to get it done. Um, I mean, he's shown that he can be good this year. I don't know how long it'll I don't know it'll if it's stay around. I, I don't know if he'll keep it, you know, consistent. But I do think it's going to be enough to beat a backup quarterback on the road. A big divisional matchup. They're coming up to Philadelphia, so yeah, I'll go Philly as well. All right, let's go with the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. Look, Miami's playing good football right now. They are. I mean, Tua's been. It's like I swear to God, he listens. I think Tua listens because ever since we said. We're you know started stick talking him. Uh, he came back and he's got a pass rating of almost 100 since then. He completes like almost 80 percent of his throws in the last four or five weeks. Um, they play really good defense. It's very like Brian Flores is a very good coach. Oh yeah, like very good coach. Um, and I think on the flip side, Robert Sala is still kind of figuring it out. I hate, I hate, I don't hate Zach Wilson, but I hate his play on the field. Um, I would hate to bet on Zach Wilson. And I will not bet on Zach Wilson, so I'm going to go Miami. Yeah, Miami. Um, that one's really a no-brainer. Yeah. All right, let's go with Houston and Jacksonville. Jacksonville's actually favored. Wow. Um, After so, losing their head coach. Yeah, there's an argument to be made that, like, you know, they kind of cleanse the locker room a bit, right? Everyone kind of takes a big deep breath and goes out and just plays for fun at this point because it's like, well, whatever, it doesn't really matter. I guess there's an argument to be made for that, and they're at home, and Houston's starting Davis Mills. Okay, the more I talk through it, I'm going to pick Jacksonville. I'm going to take Jacksonville Yeah, you, well. you want to take Jacksonville? Yeah, yeah I'm going to take Jacksonville. Um, we both had Houston written down, and I'm thinking, I'm like, well, Davis Mills is going to start for Houston. Who's Davis Mills is the correct question to ask, and uh, the answer is some dude. Yeah. Um, and I like Trevor Lawrence over some dude, because I think other than that, they're both completely devoid of talent. Uh, and like I said, I think Jacksonville kind of takes a deep breath after Urban Meyer, and they're like... Just go out there and play. Let's just let's just have fun. And I think at this point, they're a more talented team than Houston, which is hard to say from Jacksonville because they 
themselves are devoid of talent. So you actually want to change yours to Jacksonville too? Yeah. I think we're actually are we actually taking Jacksonville? This is crazy. This is unprecedented. This is weird. But we hit last week and it felt good in the guts. I'm gonna go with it. Alright, how about let's go with uh, one of them that were split on Cincinnati at Denver. You like Cincy? I'm gonna go with Denver. I think Denver at home and mile high, that's a that's a definite advantage, right? Cincinnati's a young football team. Denver's got a little bit more experience, a little bit more swagger in these moments, right? A little more veteran presence. I think Teddy Bridgewater is not going to make the big turnover, and Joe Burrow leads the league in turnovers right now. Although he's been productive, he's also been productive for opposing defenses, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to make less mistakes than Burrow in a game that could get very situational at mile high. Pretty decent defense in Denver. I'll go with Denver. I think I think Bridgewater makes one more throw than Burrow does. Um, I'm going to go the opposite on you. I'm going to go Burrow makes one more throw than Bridgewater does. And I think, you know... Yes, they are going to mile high, and the conditions will definitely be, you know, different than Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. But um, I really like Joe Burrow, and I like his weapons a lot. Um, you know, every week it seems like they've been able to put it together a little bit better and a little bit better, especially when that offensive line really seems like they're not all that bad. They're especially not as bad as we running the thought they were going to be. Right. They've been able to cheer, uh, clear holes for uh, for Mixon. So. For that reason, I like Cincinnati. I just feel like they can get it done on the ground. I watched Denver live when they came to Pittsburgh. Sure, that was a little bit of different of a Denver team back back then. Man, it looked good. It's another one of those gut feeling things where I'm yeah. gonna go with I'm gonna go Kinda with kind of just uh, trust Cincy. trust Cincy a little yeah. bit more. All right, um, all right I'm gonna go with uh, next one here. San Francisco hosts Atlanta. I think Atlanta's a horrific football team. I think their offensive line's terrible. And Matt Ryan can't move. They don't have anyone on defense of note um, that can tackle. Uh, they're a weird football team. Every now and then they'll you know pop for a little bit. But I think San Francisco is a more physical football team. I really like San Francisco. I'm really high on them. I think this could be a two to three touchdown game. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to just kind of bully Atlanta. They're bigger, more physical football team. They're going to bully Atlanta, I think. Yeah. You like San Fran as well? I agree. I, I think they're way more physical. Yeah. They're just bigger, and, and that's really what's going to matter come late season. Who's more durable? Who can get it done? So, uh, at Green Bay, Baltimore, um, look, I don't know if Lamar's going to play. Twist his ankle, and even before he twists his ankle, got hurt, right? Kind of got rolled up on. I think it's a high ankle sprain now, which is tough. To, that's tough to play through. It is. He had a little bit of a slump going there anyway. He had like five picks in, in the last like three games before that, or the last two games before that. Um, so he's not—he wasn't playing particularly well anyway. I mean, I, I like Aaron Rodgers right now, I, and I don't know who Baltimore's starting. I don't know how healthy they are. They're missing their top two corners. Uh, pretty much everyone in their backfield, their receivers are a little banged up here and there. I—I I, I don't know. I don't know. Green I, Bay. Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay. Yeah. I think they have the MVP. You could argue front runner right now as well. So what about Seattle at LA. This is one that we are not split on, but this is going to be our tiebreaker. So let's come back to this game. All right, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. We both like Tampa. Um, I don't think New Orleans can really compete right now. Who's their quarterback? Is Taysom Hill starting? Well, he's got a broken finger. Um, he wasn't a particularly good thrower of the football to begin with, and then you're going to break a finger. I think it's called mallet finger. It's what Russ had. So a guy that doesn't throw the ball all that that well to begin with is now going to have a finger injury on his throwing hand. Yeah, yeah he great. runs fine. He played well against the Jets last week. Tampa Bay is not the Jets. I know that uh, New Orleans gives Brady fits, so I would look to maybe say that Tampa might cover, or I'm sorry, that New Orleans might cover the plus 11, 
but I don't feel great about them winning. I'll take Tampa. Prime time, two in Tampa Bay. Tom's going to win that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, about to go with uh, the Monday night football game. The Vikings at the Bears. Uh, we both like Minnesota. We just stressed how bad Chicago was. Yeah, uh, we just There's a lot more needs said. I don't know. Other than the fact that Kirk Cousins has been a really good quarterback this year, and this team's played very, well. Very, very well. Been a very good quarterback. He played very well this year. Uh, he's top five in, in um, touchdown interception ratio, passer rating, uh, and I believe just overall touchdowns. He's top five in all that. So he's a good quarterback. Yeah. I'm about to go Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Save that for last. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I think being at home and not having to worry about the run game all that much and being able to kind of take advantage of Tannehill being a marginal quarterback, right? Tannehill's fine. He's a good quarterback, but he's not going to, like, blow you away, right? Um, I think I think without Derrick Henry, Tennessee's kind of a, a very one-dimensional football team with cluster injuries in their, uh, in their receiving core. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh uh, at home, too. Um, I'm going to be different here and go with Tennessee. Um, you just betting on Pittsburgh being Pittsburgh here? Or? Yeah, so <laughs> I'm just really betting on the Steelers playing down to the level of their competition again. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if I can trust them. I mean, yeah, Pittsburgh has their their flashes where they look like they're great, but why does it have to be in the fourth quarter? Why does it have to be when they're down? Why can never anything go right in the beginning of the game? Um, you know, there's just a lot of questions, and it feels like when the Steelers do win, they have a lot of extra things that go their way. I've bet Pittsburgh the last couple of weeks. I know there was a week there where I didn't worked out for me not betting them. But so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna I'm not gonna, bet them. I'm here. gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah, you're gonna but, stick with Tennessee. I'm gonna stick with Tennessee. All right, I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. Like I said, um, I don't really know why. I just think, like I said, with no running game, Tennessee. I like Pittsburgh. Um, Okay, now the one that's going to kind of decide it. So we're split on two, right? So a tiebreaker. We need a tiebreaker. Um, this L.A. against Seattle. So it's in L.A., the Rams versus uh, the Seahawks, right? L.A. is favored by seven points. We both like L.A. to win. I like Seattle to cover plus seven. I think they're a more desperate football team. I think Russ is playing much better football over the last two games, and I think the whole team is playing better football over the last two games. I think Russ is more healthy. If they can run the football even a little bit, if they can give me 80 yards on the ground, plus Russ still playing as good as he has been the last two weeks, I think Seattle makes it competitive enough to come within seven points. I'll take Seattle to cover plus seven, and if they don't and you... You would obviously win then the tiebreaker. That's if we split, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you like LA minus seven. You think they're going to cover the seven point spread? Yeah. Which I mean, they have high flying offense, so I could see how that would work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think Seattle's a more desperate football team, and I almost picked them when they were really, really desperate against San Fran, and they didn't, and it came back to bite me. So I'm going to kind of bet on them a little bit here. Still like LA to win, though. Yeah, I like LA to win, and I like them to win big. Um, I, their offense is due to have an explosion game. Uh, they've had, you know, the last couple of weeks have kind of been disappointing, so well, they're kind of looking for something too. Kind of, well, yeah. So the, what they had the Jaguars where they scored thirty-seven, but that's the Jags, so yeah, you can kind of throw you that out. That. And then Arizona, I thought they played really well against Arizona, but like, I think you're talking like a forty-plus yeah. explosion. They haven't had that since like week three or something like that. Right. They had a stretch where they were a little rough patch. I think that's what you're referring to there. Yeah, I think it's just getting to that point in the season where the the good teams are going to set them. The great teams are going to set themselves apart, and they're really going to start to gel. Um, it, it's been now. It's we're going into week fifteen. It's been a long season in the making. They've had a long time to play with each other now, especially with those new guys coming into town. So I like LA. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, that's it. We got our predictions in for like I said tonight's game, Saturday, the rest of Sunday. 
Um, talked a little bit about our top 14 because that's the playoff. That's the playoff window, I guess. 14 teams um, in the NFL: seven AFC, seven NFC. Um, and then also we did, gave our Thursday night thoughts at the beginning. Just you know, I don't mind Brandon Staley going for it. I think personally, I would have kicked it. But I think that's their identity. They're they're an aggressive football team. They're really really talented, so you can be aggressive. I think nine times out of ten, it works out for them. Those it just statistically though that one got a uh, you know accentuated more. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, that's it. Yeah. So that was the issue. Thanks for stopping by. Go follow us on socials. We have uh, the underscore issue podcast on Instagram, the issue podcast on Twitter. Check out our website. Got a bunch of cool stuff on there. Issue mic'd up. Thank you guys for stopping by, and that was the issue.